What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in. We're in with me, Bram, no Maxine today, but MT is in the building with us. What's up, Damnation? And joining us after just way too long, a long time, Golden State fan with ties to Warriors World and the Light Years podcast, a former member of Uninterrupted, the athlete empowerment brand founded by LeBron and Maverick, the current host of the Ringer Wrestling Pod, the podcast manager at the Ringer, and a guy who always protects his money with ninjas, Mr. Benjamin Cruz. What's going on, Ben? Bram, Marcus, thank you so much for having me back. Uh, I've really, I've, I've gotten a lot of feedback in my podcast career just on stuff that I've said. No more than the bank heist episode. You know, like <laughs> It was either really good team or why would you pick Shaq? It's obvious that that's Shaq and your team would be busted <laughs> immediately. So it was uh, it was one of the most interesting uh, thought experiments I think I've ever done on podcasting. So thank you. Thank you for having me back too. Well, I'll tell you what, you're not the only one getting feedback. In fact, here, here are some other intros I almost gave and then threw them to the wayside. A guy who did so well last time, he showed up on our Apple reviews. A guy <laughs> whose muscle selection in our bank heist has left me incredibly jealous. And this one is a random aside but a compliment nonetheless a guy who's lost in the sauce golden state questions continue to entertain the shit out of me so yeah you were you were on my mind this week ben no i appreciate that man yeah i'm, I'm keeping that lost in the sauce thing with austin and pasha going as long as i can until they say something uh there will always be a golden state warriors related question uh <laughs> in that segment know that since you've shared that with me and mt i don't know if you live the off guard with austin rivers he's got his own feed now i'm a big fan of the show i blame ben for helping me through my hatred of Austin Rivers. But they do a trivia thing. Not every episode, but close enough. Ben comes up with the questions, and he shared with us that he hasn't told them. But there's always one question, at least, that has a Warriors answer. And I'm now nervous for you, Ben. Like, I don't know. what They're not going to bust you out. It's not like they care that you're giving Warriors answers. But I like every time that you do the one with the Warriors, I'm like, oh, here it is. Are they going to give them shit? Like, what's it going to be? So I'm riding along with you, Ben. They, they gave me enough shit for it. I wore a Warriors hat onto a recording one time. And it didn't go well. 
just just it was like a, it was it was the championship hat from 22 uh let's just say it wasn't a, it wasn't as friendly of a it wasn't well received <laughs> as you might think well we received it well for what it's worth and with that until let's hop in boys a lot to talk about and let's start with our glass half full so Ben, this is our excuse to kind of show to the audience we've been paying attention. We've been watching recent Warriors basketball. So look back at either all of the games or just that last game against Detroit. Anything you want to do and give us something you like or don't like about the Warriors so far. Okay, I, I'll, I'll go. I'll start positive. I'll go glass half full with this. I, I am thoroughly enjoying. And last game was uh, against the Pistons was. An example of this, just another one. The Chris Paul experience has been nothing but pure joy. Uh, and I do remember last time I was on, you know, we, we, we ran through the question of who would be the most important warrior. And at the time, I said Chris Paul. And as of right now, I, 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 I've never really felt that good about an answer on, a, on any pod that I've done except that one. Because, I mean, the dude just, he just keeps things going. You know, and and his performance so far this year, obviously, his hasn't shot the ball well, right? Aside from, last game aside, but that was last game and and basically all season. Just Chris Paul has just been this jolt of energy that I didn't know that we all needed collectively, <laughs> uh, because the warrior the Warriors group chats that I'm in had there's just a completely different tune now with Chris Paul on the screen, and it's. It's objectively hilarious, right? Because for years, the, this entire man's career, if you scroll up on all of your Warriors fan group chats, it's just shitting on Chris Paul, right? And now it's just in eight games, that dude has erased all of that. <laughs> we have forgotten everything. We have, we have forgiven, forgotten, and, and rightfully so. Man. I mean, he's, he just drives that second unit. And, and even the minutes that he crosses over with Steph and starters, you just feel good. Whenever he's on there, you feel like they're going on. They're going to be on a right track um, for the rest of the game, and it's it's surprising that honestly that it's been this effective. And I guess you know to, to kind of answer the other part of your question, some part something I, that has been a little bit of a downer is the Andrew Wiggins aspect of this. He's CP has covered up a lot of that because right. look, if CP is not having a good season, uh, and the Warriors are, I don't know. Four and four instead of six and two. I think we're having a, the the light is shining much brighter on Andrew Wiggins than it currently is. I don't think there's any question, man. Um, and MT, I'm eager to hear from you, but just a quick follow up on CP3. And I'm going to use a bad stat to illustrate how good he's been. Right. So I lived before this is before the Detroit game, but heading into it, he was shooting 4.8% from three. I've never seen that, dude. I've never seen a single digit percentage on three point. Uh, percentage analysis and despite that having the worst fucking three-point uh, percentage i've ever seen in my life after decades and decades of decades of watching basketball he has still been my favorite part of this year and that includes a transformative steph uh performance and in fact right. i like your answer so much ben i was going to do this later but i'll do it now all right we've got an award sure. to hand out we're going to call the award the heel turn award for the villain who made the <laughs> biggest turn to become a hero. Okay. Here are our nominations. Darth Vader for his work in Star Wars. Sure. Sure. All right. T-800 Terminator for his work in Terminator 2. Because right, I'm in right. complete, you know, real heel work there. 
Deckard Shaw, that's the Jason Sterry. Jason from, Statham. Okay, yeah, exactly. Furious, right in Fast yeah. and Furious. Or really any bad guy from Fast and Furious. <laughs> they, <laughs> they all become concerned. good guys. Yeah. Right? Or CP3 for his work in Golden State. And I mean, it's a loaded field, dude. It's not an easy award to hand out. But I mean, go ahead. You 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 led us down this aisle early. Who do you give it out to? I mean, for the sake of this pod and for the just for the, the this entire year, you gotta go CP just because of the the sample size that we've been given, right? Darth Vader, obviously there are years that we don't see where he's terrorizing uh the entire universe. Uh I get it, you know. Not a nice guy for up until he throws the Emperor off the platform. Uh spoiler alert for everyone who hasn't seen that yet. Uh but again, CP the majority of his career, he's just been such a a warrior's antagonist, right? And, and in high profile situations, it's not like it's not like what the kings are now to the warriors, right? Where where they're 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 the new they're kind of the new rivals because they're they're kind of in the way that uh, they're, they're getting good. CP's been there for years, yeah. And the vitriol that has look, I I, I have a, I I could say this now that he's part of the warriors. I have again, I have a picture with Chris Paul from back in peak at warriors enemy chris paul i have a signed pair of shoes from chris paul from the times when he was with the clippers again peak warriors chris uh enemy chris paul uh but now again that that heel turn again this is after eight games where we're just like oh i'm on board dude ben uh, yeah this is the correct answer it turns out there's actually an objectively right answer to this it is in <laughs> fact d all right here Here's how I thought about it, and then MT to you. But all these other guys, they didn't switch teams and continue to fuck over our heroes. You know, like Darth Vader, yeah. Empire, yeah, the entire yeah. time, dude. Like, yeah. he, he stayed there until he joined our team. Uh, Terminator, they didn't, like, leave the robots and go to another team and still wanted to fuck over Sarah Connor. It was just one person. CP3 has gone to multiple stops. Every place he went, one of his go-to goals was to screw us over, and now he's joined us. So I mean, oh, maybe a little hyperbolic, but I, I am going CP3 here. Uh, MT, what's your answer to this question? And bleed it into a glass half full or empty for us. Yeah, it's got to be Chris Paul. It's clean sweep for Chris <laughs> Paul in terms of that turnaround. Um, I think the only person who could rival him is if he joined the Warriors would be James Harden, but I don't think that's even allowable i'm pretty sure that's in the cba that he can't join the warriors so we'll just leave that at that <clears throat> and honorable mention just because i didn't throw him out there professor snape i almost threw him in this loki <laughs> as well for a marvel guy there, mm. there was a few people who were there but, snape, but snape was secretly on the good side the entire oh, time see yeah. this right. is why i love you ben and i was <laughs> yeah. i was i was honestly worried about dropping that reference and the fact that you not only accepted it but then broke it down that way <laughs> makes me very happy this very happy <laughs> Nice. And I'll go um, glass half full. I'm, I mean, I'm with Ben. I think, you know, CP3 has just been our our superpower was turnovers for a long time. And he's the kryptonite to that in a good way. Right. Like the last four games, 29 assists, zero turnovers. That's just the antithesis of, of how we operate and, you know, the exact opposite of Jordan Poole. So, um you know, it's got to go to to CP3 for a glass half full, um, glass half empty. I'm just, it's still a little concerning that we're at times falling into the rhythm where we just expect the other teams to give up and we're going to win the game. Um, you know, Detroit is young and, you know, they have some athleticism and, 
you know, shout out to Thompson. He looks like he's going to be a legit player, but um, we shouldn't have to rely on Steph going nuclear Steph again to get past Detroit. So um, I'm just a little worried that, you know, the, the reliance on Steph to be Steph is, is still tilting a little too much that way, especially when he's 35 and he's starting the season strong, but it's a long season. So hopefully that'll balance back out and we'll, you know, find our defensive identity a little bit stronger. And, um, you know, like Moses Moody had a great game. Hopefully that'll continue. And that'll be something that um, takes some of the load off of Steph having to come in and, and hit a few threes and close the game out every time. I have too much optimism, like too much. I'm going to go too far and I'm going to expose myself again as a homer. (laughs) Right. So first let's, let's handle the negative and I'll just embrace yours MT. And in fact, I'll add a stat to it. There has only been one player over these first, what have they played? Seven, six, eight games over these eight games who have scored more than 20 points, whose name is not Steph Curry and it's Dario Sark. Um, And so, you know, can we maintain this? Can we win six out of every eight when Steph's the only guy going over 20? No. So, you know, I'm a little worried and I've got a question about Wiggins down the line, but all right, that's out of the way. Let's go. Optimism. Another follow-up to what you just said, MT. It's the, uh, it's the turnover ratio. I think CP3 over the entire eight games, 63 assists to six turnovers, which is bananas. Steph commented on it and said, that's just not in my game. That's like a vegetarian saying that eating steaks isn't in his game. You know, like, no, that's not what you do well. But it's still, you know, it's great to see. And then, um, let's see, small analysis. I like that Draymond Green's hitting corner threes. Uh, I like games, back-to-back game winners by the Splash Brothers that end with 0.2 seconds left. You know, these little things I've already really enjoyed. But bigger, okay? And let me, I'll acknowledge, too early. This is way too early. But shit, we still get to say it. If if you sat down with Steve Kerr and got him just drunk enough where he wanted to talk and be honest, and you asked him, okay, dude, after 10 games, 10 games, what did you want to see? Like, what would mean things are going really well? I think we would have checked every box he would bring up. You know, he'd bring up CB3. Did he fit into the lineup? Is that working? Holy shit, check. He would bring up, well, how are our vibes? You know, we spent all year last year hating each other. You know, you showed that on the road. So, is the locker room together? And can we see that by winning on the road? Check. Yes, absolutely. You know, were we able to bring in those guys this year that we didn't have last year? The Nemanja Bielitsas of the world. Again, yes, Dario Saric. So too early, but based on every the information we have after these eight games, all the concerns we rolled into, they're addressing optimistically, you know? So I'm I'm very glass half full right now. And on that too, I mean, the, on the bench unit, right? I mean, obviously Chris Paul is going to take a, a good amount of that shine and rightfully so. And same with Sarich. I think Sarich has been, uh, I wish he would, you know, he could finish around the basket uh, a little bit more consistently. That dude's just jumping into shot blockers. Like you would not <laughs> believe, but hitting, hitting the pick and pop three at a, at a nice, at a nice rate. I mean, the, the Kaminga Moody stuff, the growth there has been really, really encouraging because that was, those are two big question marks that going into the season, you know, you, when you talked about Kaminga, I think it was, it was really high ceiling and, or, or low floor with him. There, there yeah. not, not a lot of people talked about the kind of the middle ground of, Hey, what if he's just solid, right? Like what if he has, <laughs> what if he's good from the free, that free throw line jumper, he just hits all the time, right? Like that's just an, an offensive option. And it has been this year, right? Like 
again, I still cringe a little bit when he settles for the three because right now I feel like he is the warrior most capable of putting pressure on the rim and just getting to the cup and, and you know, be, like it should be Wiggins, yep. but for whatever reason, he's not doing it. So, you know, would you rather see Kaminga just kind of taking it to the rack as often as possible because he's that athletic? Absolutely. But again, the fact that he has this in-between game where, dare I say, whenever he takes that, that mid-range jumper now that at, at the elbow or at the free throw line, you're like, oh, it looks good. Yes. And you're not, you're not cringing, you know, whenever he's taking like a wing three. So, I mean, his growth in that aspect where he's, he's now an actual useful rotation piece, right? And then Moody as well, where, you know, the way that this dude's been yo-yoed in and out of the lineup since he's kind of came into the league, right? Where he, he won't play in the regular season, then all of a sudden Kerr throws him in the most important playoff games. Um, to, to watch him carve out a role too, where, you know, the three hasn't been fallen as consistently in the last yep. couple of games as it did at the, at the beginning of the season. But he's just one of these guys who's constantly in the right spot, right? Like him and him and GP2 are the same, where they're just, they the way they read things defensively, I mean, GP is more of a lockdown guy than, than, than Moses is, but Moses is just, he, he knows the passing lanes. He can jump yes. into them. Deflections, all that stuff that, you know, again, deflections are, they're, they're tracked by teams, but not, not necessarily... You know they're not they're not going to give you a defensive player they're not going to count towards defensive player of the uh, of the year right. uh, statistics. This dude just on it, man, and it's it's just these small connective plays that you're like, oh yeah, he if he's in there for fifteen to twenty minutes, it's not a nightmare anymore. I, and that's uh, that's two huge upgrades. A hundred percent. Let's put these two things together. Uh, so yes, J.K. and Moses's development is fucking awesome watching what it means to actually work to develop somebody's game is also incredible where CP three is putting these guys in a position to succeed on an almost night to night basis. And the difference that's making for them. Uh, my daughter just recently learned how to swim and I could have done the move of like bringing her to a pool, sit on the side and then just kind of watch, you know, and maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't, which kind of seem what we were doing with JK early on, you know, like figure it out, sink or swim. Yeah. Let's see where this goes. But it's not what we did, Ben. We hired a, an instructor who brought her out, put her in very specific little places. Okay, here's where you learn how to kick. Here's where you learn, you know, this stroke. And watching yeah. CP3 put JK in these little positions. Okay, you seal them off? That's an easy layup. All right, you went to the lane? I'll find you. He is developing him something we have never seen. So, yes, man. Um, I, I think their development is another giant upside. Boys go to our golden questions all right so ben this is our mailbag always deals with the words occasionally gets personal this one does both mt why don't you take this first question so the question is is this the best second unit the warriors have had during the dynastic run and so i've done a little research um and i you know disclaimer they don't do hockey subs really in the NBA. Occasionally we see that, you know, but right. more often than not, it's kind of like a, a mixture, but I'm treating this like a hockey sub question. Okay. So our current, if it's a hockey sub bench is CP three, GP two, Sarek, JK Moody. All right. So that's what we are. Uh, we're comparing them to the rest. These are from our championship years, 2014, 15, Sean, Andre, Leandro, David Lee, Maurice Spates. 2016-17, again, Andre, Sean Livingston, Matt Barnes, David West, and then some combination of Pat McCaw and Zaza Pachulia 
I just like saying Pat McCaw, by the way. I remember how much I disliked that. <laughs> McCaw, McCaw. <laughs> he was so fucking annoying. Didn't he leave us and like end up in Toronto and win a title there too? Uh, yeah. 2017, 18, Quinn Cook, Andre, David West, and then mixture of Nick Young, Loon, and Jordan Bell. And then finally, in the 2022 season, Damian Lee, GP2, Andre, OPJ, and Nemanja. What do you think, MT? Is this our best bench unit so far? I think it's second. I think the first strength in numbers edges them out just a little bit. It's hard to go against David West. And, you know, he, he was just a clutch player, you know, and brought a lot on and off the court. Um, and you have Mo Buckets in there and, you know, Livingston and Andre. I feel like they were right in the prime of what they were doing. So I would give the slight edge to them. But I think this current unit is a strong second place. I'll narrow it down to that finals. I agree with him, Ben. Who do you take of those two? All right. So what we're looking at is CP3 on one side, Sean Livingston on the other, GP2 on one side, Andre Iguodala on the other, Dario Saric on one side, Leandro Barbosa, JK, David Lee, Moody, Mo Buckets. Who would you take of those two? So this one's tricky because I, I think my answer is the original, the 14-15 the championship team bench just because i mean they proved it they they were enough to win a championship when again at the beginning of that season i remember no one picked them to win the title right that that just kind of came out of, i remember espn's predictions ethan sherwood strauss was the only one who picked the warriors to win and i remember at the time be even myself as a warriors fan yeah, thinking, did he pick it that's insane <laughs> Yeah. What? Dude, uh, they did win it. And I think that's an insane pick right now. Yeah, you know, like exactly. years later with 2020 <laughs> right. hindsight. Yeah. Exactly. So I will say so that one because of there's obviously proof in the pudding a little bit. This is, you know, the current bench iteration has a smaller sample size. The only reason I have even some hesitancy is because of Chris Paul. I mean, that's a Hall of Fame point guard right. leading your right. second unit. I, I love Estat, man. I, everything he brought is essentially what I thought Chris Paul would bring at a higher level, and that that has proven to be true so far through eight games. There are the Spates aspect of the original lineup and the Barbosa aspect were always two two parts of contention for me, just because Barbosa would just he was he was very Jordan Poole esque, right? Where it was just. <laughs> He was either on it where you're like, oh, you're pushing, we're pushing the lead without the starters and this is over. Or he'd go one for, you know, one for eight. And you're like, ah, what was the point of having him in there? And defensively wasn't great, you know, just kind of liability. And the same thing with Spates, just a bigger version of Leandro Barbosa. So (laughs) that being said, they they were able to kind of cobble that together and and kind of figure things out. I mean, so I I do pick that unit. I, I do. This unit... But I think that this is a great question to revisit at the end of the season. Yeah, I think that's totally I, fair. I think with you know Kaminga's growth and as him and CP get more connected, can they connect on a couple lobs? Like that lob threat was just never a thing with that first you know that fourteen fifteen team, um, and that's something the Warriors have been searching for, just kind of you know that vertical spacing right. throughout this entire run, uh, and they they even, they even lack that in twenty two, right? Like that that whole that whole championship run. So it's going to be really interesting to see if they can develop that here. Uh, I still think they need a little bit more shooting. Um, that's probably a, a, a you know a little bit of a uh, I don't know. But the fourteen fifteen lineup was a lot of fun. Look at how good they were! Just reading it's it's filled with starters. Estad yeah. could have been a starter. Andre yeah. chose to come off the bench. 
Um, David Lee was a starter till he got hurt. Mo Buckets could have started for a shitty team and friend of the podcast. And we got to say that, yeah. uh, you know, and Leandro, I mean, yeah, dude, like that, that's a very competent team. You know what? I am going to pick the 2014, 2015, but I'm going to end it with a compliment for CP three. So it kind of feels like I'm cheating a little bit, which is perfect. And it's actually a story and off the court report. Uh, my wife and I went to the game against Sacramento. Um, we had been to a preseason game, but that's the first game this year we went to. And the thing I was most interested in watching was the moments right before the starting lineup was mentioned, right? Because it's that time when you're differentiated as a starter, when you're sitting on that bench and the lights go down, you know, and now everybody knows you are different from the moment you were in junior high. That's yeah. when everybody in the crowd knows, Oh, those are the important people, you know, junior high, high school, college, the end of the pro forever. And so I was really interested. How does CP3 deal with that? Cause we're worried about like, how does he mix in? And that moment when everyone was on, on the bench and they're waiting to be called out, what CP3 was doing was checking in with everybody else. He had a handshake that he'd made up with Podzinski. He gave a random ass hug to Moody. He, he came up and whispered something into JK's ear. He was not feeling bad for himself at all. He had completely embraced it, and it, it fits into what we've been saying, dude. He's bought all the way in, and, you know, that's why he was able to edge out Darth Vader. I mean, it's not an easy <laughs> award to win. <laughs> yeah. You know, and now he has it. Uh, all right, here's our next question. Well, Warriors have played multiple teams without a starter, and then they gave us some examples. Uh, Suns without KD, Thunder without SGA, Detroit without Jalen Duren. And then the question is, what's your personality? Do you wish they'd played them at full strength or is a win, a win, a win? Um, so I'll go first here. I don't give a fuck if the entire starting five is hurt. I watched this team get their ass beat for three decades. Nobody cared. Nobody gave us a lifeline. Nobody talked about how their draft was terrible or they had this injury luck. So if this is the year where we suddenly, you know, everything matches up every time and we play them without their stars throughout, I don't care. I'm on board. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, but I, I might be, I think Marcus is going to disagree with me. Ben, I'm not sure where you are. I know you've been through some real hardship on this, so you might be with me. I'm not sure. Let's let's hear Marcus tell us he would prefer have real competition, and then we'll get your answer, Ben. MG? Um, I'm actually with you on this one, Brandon. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to me, you know, you play with the people who are out there, especially the the teams that we played. Like Sacramento didn't have De'Aaron Fox, but, you know, like that was one of the first games he, they didn't have him. And usually teams are amped up and that's the trap game when you don't have your star. So, um, you know, and, you know, the Suns didn't have Bradley Beal for the first game, but we didn't have Draymond. So, you know, like I, to me, it's all a wash. You play with the players that are on the court and, you know, it takes the full team to win the championship. So it doesn't matter if it's game two or game 82. So um, I think it's a win is a win. And, you know, it's I don't think there's a asterisk by any of our six and two record. Let's go. Ben, are you a purist? This is where I'm at. I, I think about if we had this exact schedule or the Warriors had this exact schedule last year. They're lo they're not they're not six and two, right? <laughs> no. They're, 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 no, they're four not. and four at best, three and five, more than likely. Because again, two and six most right, likely. Two, I mean. two and six most likely. You're right. Because also the majority of these games have been on the road too. Right. right? I remember reading a bunch of articles last year that tried to break down the Warriors' road struggles, where they were you know Zach Cram wrote something for us at the Ringer. I think it was Hollinger at the Athletic, and that was literally the titles of these 
of 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 their articles. So naturally, I tapped in, and by the end of the article, it all it just the, the conclusion was basically. We don't fucking know. <laughs> like this is I think it's and basically the answer was I think it's vibes. So with that again from that perspective of what would have this what would this team have done last in with last year's roster? It would not have they would not have been playing this one. like with that again the Warriors are going to come, they're going to run into this soon where I'm sure Steph's going to sit out a game or two due to injury, Chris Paul, Clay. Like it's going to even out, right? And you play who you play. Yep. Um, and so none of that stuff. If if there's anyone out, there, I, I saw there, there, I saw one person say that like you know the Warriors have gotten lucky. They've won a couple of buzzer. They've won a couple of these games via buzzer beater or damn near uh, yep. buzzer beater. And it's, look, you you got to play who's in front of you. Are, are the Warriors supposed to throttle down? Because De'Aaron Fox isn't playing, because Jalen Duran's not playing, and and in some cases they actually do, right? The, the Warriors in in this dynastic run, they've been synonymous with that, right? It's just they will play down to their competition, and the fact that they aren't now, with again a lot of moving, still a, a lot of parts that are getting to know each other, is actually more encouraging than anything. And at, at the end of it, it's all going to even out, yes. you know, with, with all these teams. That is a thousand percent fair. I'll add a little sprinkle of homerism. Also, it seems like whenever the hell a star is out, someone who you consider historically mediocre goes off. Lou yeah. Dort was like a thousand for a thousand, dude. Isaiah Stewart couldn't miss a three. There was a Josh guy named Josh Akogi, unstoppable. <laughs> there was a guy named Moutier who I had never heard of at any point. He was playing for Detroit last night, who was just hitting and ones like it was the easiest thing on earth. Unbelievable. I, if they reached out to like the 5,000th person who entered the building, you know, literally like a fan who just had walked in and they're like, you know what? You're starting tonight. I think he'd go seven of 10. He would like a really solid shooting percentage and, you know, great defense. So it has in some way edged it out. And the follow up to what you were saying about last year's articles um, about their road woes couldn't be more right. And watching the narrative slowly change like ah, bad in the beginning of the season. Well, you know, the defense doesn't look to be traveling, but it'll probably show up when Draymond, you know, really gets up to speed. And then towards the end, it was just like, well, maybe they'll just win all the games at home during the playoffs and that'll be enough. <laughs> like they didn't even try to explain it anymore. It just was what it was. <laughs> Basketball historians are going to look back in in years, you know, in like 30 years, they're going to look back at the, you know, this entire run of the Warriors are on and they're going to wonder what the hell happened the year after <laughs> they won a championship. Okay. And it's going to come down to Draymond, Punch somebody Bingo. on his uh, all, team. Ben, all they'll have to do is listen to press conferences from this year, and what they'll hear is Draymond Green saying, want to know what happened last year? Jordan Poole. Want to know what happened last year? Jordan Poole. I mean, he's already yeah. said it like 20 yeah. times. Meanwhile, Jordan has said nothing. You know, he's just over there doing his own thing in Washington, but we don't have to jump down that in particular rabbit hole. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? 
Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's the question I was worried about, boys. Are you worried about Wiggins? Okay, so we've intimated it. Let me put some numbers and then give me an answer. So what we wanted, what we've been talking about, best case, he becomes finals wigs, right? So here's the numbers from finals wigs. He averaged about 32 minutes a game. He scored 18 points per game on 44% from the field, 30% from three. And the biggest number, the one that we all kind of liked was the rebounds, 8.8, okay? So let's compare them. 39.2 minutes in the finals, 25 minutes so far uh, this season. 18 points per game in the finals, 10.8 so far this season on 41% and 17% from three. That 17% is compared to 30%. And then finally, the big number, 8.8 rebounds in the finals, 3.4 rebounds so far this season. So look, eight games, right? Could be real easy. He's got to get in shape. Everybody needs to get used to the new rotations, whatever it is, or is there something more sinister happening? So to the question, are we worried about Wiggins? Whoever wants to take it first, because I don't know, you know, I really, I'm not sure what to do with this. I don't know if I'm worried. I guess I'll put it on a scale. I, I think I'm still at a five and that's, I think that's out of 10 because I'm more confused yep. about where he's at. It, it's it's just his again his attacks to the rim aren't aggressive like he's not he's not trying to throw down at all he's going up soft every time anytime he gets a you know he can get downhill you you think it's going to be the, you know the Andrew Wiggins of old who's just super athletic could jump out of the gym and he's just going to yam it down somebody's throat yep. and he just he he always goes for these like these these touch floaters you know he's trying to lay it up softly. And he's getting contested, you know, to everyone they've played so far. To their credit, they've been defending him really well at the rim. And again, his jumper's not falling right now. You figure that should, in theory, even. There's, there's no way he's going to continue to shoot 17% from three. I, I, just, I just refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe he's going to continue to shoot 41% from the field, which is what he's shooting right now, right? Yeah. And, and again, like, looking at it, he's at, you, you mentioned he's averaging 10, 10 points, 10.8 points per game right now. His, his low before this was ironically last year 17.1 but again that's such a it's a seven point drop off right like that's got to even out at some point it's his aggression levels right now that are the most concerning because 
he's, he seems so passive just overall, not even offensively, even defensively. He'll have these moments where you kind of see the, the lockdown defender, Andrew Wiggins um, of, of, of past past years, but he's just, he doesn't seem aggressive enough overall. And that's concerning because Pardon? again, I, you know, with the, the starting unit, which was the best starting unit in all of basketball last year, this year, I saw Slater tweet this earlier, or maybe it was last night. It was it was minus twenty three. There are yep. minus twenty three and sixty seven minutes together, yep. which is obviously Draymond just came back, so they don't have the full uh, the full scale of you know what that's going to look like. But also a, a one thirty one defensive rating. That's ridiculous, right? Like the worst defensive rating team in the league right now is the Wizards, and they have a one twenty. So to have a one thirty one defensive rating is ridiculous. And so again, these are. These numbers almost seem hyperbolic in terms of in terms of where Wiggins is, in terms of where the, that starting unit is. Again, it's just it's 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 an aesthetic thing right now when where you're watching him play, he just doesn't have that zip, yep. right? Where you're like, are you are you gonna find this at some point? No, like hell the yes. jumper is fine, you're struggling, but dri- drive with more aggression. You know, Dude, like, we sound like. Out. We sound like Minnesota fan, right? I mean, like yeah. that's that's all that we sound yeah. like Jimmy Butler describing a Timberwolves practice. You know, like fuck, it's right there. Like use your claws, dude. You're this giant bear. Uh, MT, what do you think, man? It is does he wear out of this? Are you worried? I'm not worried, but I, I think all of it will be solved if we focus on the defensive end. To Ben's point, like the the fact that the defensive rating is 130. I didn't know that. That's just crazy, but. You know, like you look at last year, we were we ended the season fourteenth uh, ranked best defense. This year we're at twelve right now, smaller sample size. But the year before that, when we won, we were two. And, you know, like it, it, it's proof that we need to be top ten minimum, ideally top seven, in order to be a legitimate contender. And that's how we play our best basketball is when our defense is dictating the pace and control. You know. Um, creating turnovers. And I think that feeds into Wiggins's game. He's probably scared to go to the free throw line because of how we all feel when he goes to the free throw line, which is, well, one of two at best of this, you know, every single time. Because it's a huge win and he makes the first one. Huge win, it feels like. For whatever like, oh my God, reason. I can't believe it. Yeah, 53, like, I can't understand why he's such right a bad free throw shooter. <laughs> 53% from the line right now. That, <laughs> yeah, that exactly. makes no sense. It makes no sense and it, it just, it's, infuriating and you just shake your head and you're like, okay, this is not good. Um, but you know, that maybe that's contributing because he knows he's, he's going to have to go to the line and, you know, and he, he's going up soft because he's, and he's taking jump shots to not have to go to the line. But I think defense will, will cure that. And just like CP three is not going to shoot 7% from three for the rest of the season. I don't think Wiggins will shoot as poorly as he has been. <laughs> Wiggins made me look like Nostradamus to my eight-year-old. We're sitting watching the game. Um, that makes it seem like she really wants to watch. I forced her to watch. It was the only TV I allowed her to watch that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Wiggins goes to the line, and I lean over, and I go, watch this one. He's going to miss at least one of these. And he misses the first one, and she turns to me and goes, you know everything. It was incredible. It didn't <laughs> last very long. I immediately said something wrong after that. But, it was, you know, it was great while it was going. Okay. Um one Steph question, and then we get to our zombie one. In fact, I had two, but I'm going to limit to one. The one I'm not going to ask you is this Steph's um, best beginning to a season. No need to jump down that rabbit hole yet. His stats speak for themselves. The experience speaks for themselves. This is incredible. Uh, the only thing I will say, and it's a setup to this question, 
um, is that I can't ever remember somebody showing this level of dominance and then reacting to that dominance with joy. People normally snarl through it. They're angry. You know, we saw that with Jordan. We saw that with LeBron. We've seen that with a lot of people. They, they, when they, when they win, they look back at their opponents and give them a look that says, I just destroyed you. You know, when Steph wins, he gives a look like someone who's just discovered a superpower. You know, it's like, oh my God, I can fly. Like, this is amazing. Oh, I can shoot lasers. And he's just out there having the time of his life. But it leads to this question. Okay. Cause I experience it as joy because I root for this guy. But if it was in my face, dude, if I was an opposing fan, how would I experience it? So the question is, if Steph did not play for us, Steph did not play for your favorite team, and you watched him play against your favorite team, would you love to watch him or would you hate to watch him? Before you answer that, let me show you a play from last night. This is from uh, Warrior World's Twitter account. Who does this? It says, sicko. Here's the highlight. Thumb fake three. Just screaming at that person in the front row. Angrily, immediately screaming in the front row and off he goes. Okay. So gentlemen, if that was you, you know, if you're in those, uh, in those stands, does it bother you? Would you hate him or would you be on board and love his game? It's, it's tough because he's been in my life for so long as someone who I've been rooting for, but I also, I, so when I think about how Steph celebrates, I think it's, I think it's hilarious objectively as objectively as I can be. And I'm taking back to uh, when, when DeMarcus cousins was on the team, he hosted this, uh, this basically this comedy event in Oakland, right? And Mike Epps was one of the, the comedians there in Oakland. And he described Steph the way that Steph plays almost perfectly. And that he said, he plays like a 12-year-old. He plays like a child. So, in, in the, I, and I've never, ever since he said that joke, uh, I've never been able to unsee it every time Steph, because uh, he, he celebrates like he has no control of his body. Yeah, like he, something he really a does. 12-year-old would do. Yeah. yeah he, he, and he, I don't think he's, he doesn't choreograph anything. The way that he moves is just completely random. It's like one of those inflatable those tall inflatable dolls, like outside of a car dealership, right? Like that's why I envision Steph as whenever he hits, you know, a game breaking three. So I think I've built this up in my head to the point where even if I, you know, I, I try to flip it, right? If I was a, if I was a Lakers fan and I watched Steph do this shit, am I that angry? And I'm like, I don't know. Not really because it's, it's so silly. <laughs> like that, that's the only word I can think of in terms of his celebrations and his, you know, his arrogance. Like he's obviously he has a certain level of ego. Like you have to to be this freaking good at basketball, right? Yeah. There's, there's just no getting around that. But the fact that that's the way that he chooses to celebrate this is so funny to me because you're right. Every other person who's this good, right? Let run it down: Kobe, MJ, LeBron, you know, any any other goat that you want to throw in there. KD, it's the snarl. Right. It's the tongue. They stick out the tongue. Kobe used to stick out the bottom of his jaw. And it's just these very, you know, tough, you know, tough exterior things. Steph's out here doing unchoreographed, unsynchronized dances where I'm like, I, you know, if I'm if I'm on the other side, I'd probably be annoyed a little bit, but not to the point where you think this dude's rubbing it in your face. I mean, I, it just he seems like he's enjoying himself. You are so much healthier than I am, Ben. We do that before this answer, right? I mean, to give you a little context, it doesn't even have to be in like 
over me. It doesn't have to be in a competition. I can be at a blackjack table with friends who I've known for decades. If I'm losing, they're winning and they're hell of happy as we leave. I hate them. So like, yeah, even yeah. I don't give a shit what the player was. If they hit a three against my favorite team. And then right when I thought I couldn't feel worse, they turned around and like jubilantly did the used cars, you know, dance, like did the, like whatever the hell it is that that inflatable thing does. I would not take that. Well, I'd be deep in my feelings and be angry. It's not, it's not a healthy response, but you know, it is one that I would have. Uh, yeah. yeah. MT, what do you think, dude? Would it, would it hit you in an ugly way or would you just be happy for the game? I, it's hard to separate this, you know, like Ben said, because I've been a fan for so long. But um, I, I think it's just different with Steph. Like I, when I see Luca smile, uh, you know, and he does it, it makes me mad. When I see Trey Young like do his little shiver, you know, celebration, I, I roll my eyes. But with Steph, it's just different. And I think it's, I think it's because of how much joy he has just in the game. And like, like I liken it to when Brett Favre was playing for the Packers NFL um, and got sacked by somebody one time. And, you know, it was a really big hit and he just smiles and looks up and they catch him on tape. And he's like, that's a good hit. You know, I'm like, he's laughing and he gives the, you know, the defender a pat on the helmet. And it's like, that's kind of how Steph approaches the game. He's just, he's enjoying it. And, you know, there's, um, a significant amount of people and fans out there who critique the NBA for the players being prima donnas or whining and they're millionaires and they don't act like it. And Steph is the opposite of that. He's uber competitive and wants to win, but I don't think it, he still comes off as if he's, he realizes that he's playing a game, you know, and it, and it, at the end of the day, it is a game. So he walks that fine line really well. And I, I, I think even if I wasn't a Warriors homer, I probably would still like Steph. And that's why he's number one and number two in jersey sales every year. <laughs> I used to think that the most demoralizing thing that could happen to you is to watch an opposing team hit a four-point play. Like the kind of like gut punch that that occupies, you know, because they don't happen. And so like, it's like the, like a grand slam. It's like this thing, it's a point uh, flip that should not go down. I was wrong. The most immoralizing thing that can happen to you is a four-point play and then watching the person who hit the four-point play slowly count to count four by himself, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, like, oh, my God. that would Like make a 12-year-old. <laughs> it made me so angry. It would make me so angry. And he hasn't, even, he hasn't even hit the free throw yet in those instances. He he knows he's going to. There's, like, a level of ego and, uh, and confidence true. that you're like, wait, you're just going to hit this? You're just going <laughs> to... Automatically count the plus one. You're a jackass. I have never even thought that out. And of course you are right. I've always just already counted the fourth. Just like Same. you. So I think we all, because he's done it for so long where you just, <laughs> you, you just do it. Right. Like the, even the, even the night night thing. Now we just, we just kind of do. Oh, yeah. We were like, it's pretty disrespectful when you think about it. It's like, crazy you're disrespectful. You're in bed like a child. That's no, it's, it's crazy disrespectful. It's, we all know this game is over. It's just the time hasn't run out yet. Yeah. And it is a gigantic F you. Okay. Zombie time. Yeah. So here's the actual question. Ben was incredible in the bank heist draft. What's his take on the zombie team? So this is one that we have done in the past. The setup is, uh, is a variation of that HBO show, Last of Us. Bad news, Ben, you live in a zombie apocalypse. Good news, you actually contain the uh, the solution to that zombie apocalypse. The antidote runs through your blood, but you have to make it from one end of the country to the other. 
again, infested by zombies. You've got to make it, but you get to pick one member of the NBA fraternity, past or present, to help you through it, to give you some time to think. I'll give you my answer. I had a few people here. I kept flipping over, right? So, like, in the past, I've done Magic Johnson. I'm going to take him off the table because I've already I picked okay. him once. All right, so this time. First, I, I was going to steal you. I was going to do uh, Shaquille O'Neal, right, or David Robinson. But here's my concern. There's times when you're going cross-country where you need to be able to fit into, like, small places. You know what I mean? Like, if we're going through, like, ducks or the sewers or something like that, big problem. I'm not going to, like, my bodyguard can't stay on the outside, so it can't be that. So then I went other direction, someone like Gary Payton. And I'm going to acknowledge to you mm. where I'm going to die, Ben, is in those first like 20 hours of the zombie apocalypse. Like when everything is just going fucking yeah. crazy. Like, I don't I'm not going to be able to make it through that. I'm going to try to hide. I need somebody who's going to motivate me and scream at me, which is why I was thinking, Gary, but small. What if we have to face like the horde? Like I need somebody big. So couldn't be there. So I ended up with a warrior, Draymond Green. I feel like he, mm, he, yeah. he splits that difference, right? Like when I was really in the muck, I want to give up. I'm too afraid. Draymond will scream at me, punch me if he needs to, but he will get me motivated. Versatile enough, small enough where I think we can still do the small spaces and big dude for the horde. So he's my zombie guy, Draymond. Okay. All right. So when you initially asked me this, I had one person come to mind, but then as I was thinking it through, I, as you were explaining your answer, I pivoted. So my initial answer was going to be MJ, uh, Michael Jordan, just because he's so competitive. Like he'd be like, I could, I could fucking beat all these zombies. I'm getting <laughs> you to where you need to be. But I thought about it. There are a lot of guys like that. You could probably get, you know, a lot of guys throughout NBA history to, to do that. And at the end of it, no matter how competitive you are, zombies are zombies, right? We've seen enough movies and TV shows about these, 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 these monsters they will get you so my mind pivoted to we need to trick them we need to just we need to outsmart them so i would pick dennis rodman for this oh. reason because you could say dennis i need you to look like a zombie i need you to play a zombie whenever we are around the zombies right and i feel like he looks he looks in his current iteration he looks like he could be a zombie where he, if he plays it up, the zombies are going to come for one of their own, right? So by, by osmosis and proximity, I am, I am near a zombie, therefore they can't come get me. So if, as long as we're, we're, you know, we're moving through, and again, it doesn't need to be for, it just needs to be for small pockets of time, I feel like, like at a, yeah. you know, because I feel like we're going to be in a car, we're going to be zooming by, right? It's, it's, the, it's these certain areas that are, they're just swarms, right? Swaths of zombies where you get stopped, Almost like zombie checkpoints, if you will. Dennis could talk us out of it, I feel like. You know, he <laughs> like, just mumble some stuff in zombie. I feel like Dennis knows the zombie language for whatever reason. He looks like, again, he looks like a zombie. And I mean that in the best way possible. No, you're not wrong, dude. You're, so, like, here's my, here's the upside of zombie, uh, Dennis Robin. I think he'd be great at the, like, putting uh, zombie blood on your face, just like you're talking, like you'd be all the way in on that and be able to like fit within the horde. Any crazy shit you needed, you right. would definitely do. Also, 70% chance while you're in that horde, he just leaves you. You know, like he like he sees something yeah, shiny yeah. and disappears. Like I'm not, I'm not sure he makes it to the end of the journey. And my critique on Michael Jordan is 
good chance he shoots you in the legs so that the zombies get you and he gets away. You know, like there's he he's that competitive. No, yeah, he no he take it personally. Yeah. Leaving <laughs> you behind. But if you could get Rodman to buy in, you you didn't lose him to like the day in Vegas he'd want to spend. I think fucking I think that's a solid pick. Yeah, and I've again I feel like if there was a situation where there was a negotiation with the zombies and they they needed proof. And they said, hey, Dennis, we don't really believe you're a zombie. Go eat this human. Dennis oh, would be like, beat. all right, yeah, I'm going to bite beat. this. I'm going to bite this person and eat, yeah, uh, you know, 75% of their flesh. So I feel I, I, I do understand your point of he might. He, there's a good chance he might leave me. But Just get at distracted. this point, right, I, I've got to take I've got to go with a higher a higher ceiling here with Dennis. I like this. I'm probably going to die. You know, uh, <laughs> that I'm putting all my eggs in the Dennis, the Dennis Rodman basket. But there's a good chance that, again, I'll have a hell of a book to write once I get to the other side of the world uh, and, and, and survive. No question. Great answer. And of the things I thought we'd be litigating, who would be the best zombie negotiator? I did. I was not ready for it. So <laughs> no, you, you knocked it out of the park. MT, who do you got? Um, yeah, I think there's a, a really strong chance, too, that Dennis Rodman would just end up like partying with them like you'd be like dude what are you doing and he'd just be hanging out like cooking dinner and hanging out with the zombies people don't understand them way. yeah they're like exactly they're, they're, misunderstood. they're not that like, bad come on over yeah yeah um but uh i'm gonna go with uh stack jack steven jackson i need somebody who oh. can handle a firearm and is 1000 percent down to have his teammates back so if he's gonna jump into the, the stands and fire on opposing fans i think he'll do that for some zombies for me and i know he can handle himself and handle a weapon so i'm going to stack jack <laughs> is there I mean, any he... concern at all that if you're outside of a strip club the zombies are just going you're gonna zombie have to buy strippers some... not yeah, zombie... okay all right, all right i mean to be fair it wasn't zombie strippers that hurt him outside of that strip club. Somebody hit him with a gun, and if memory serves, he fired into the air a bunch of times that's to right. teach the people to teach people a lesson. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's exactly right. Dude. He may also leave you. Uh, my last Warriors experience with Stephen Jackson is they signed him to that year's version of a max contract, and then immediately during media day, he announced he was actually looking for a new team. So in the zombie world, he might be like, yep, I have your back. And then it's first day, you know, you're getting your shit ready. Like, Steven, what's, what's the plan? He's like, plan? I don't want to be on this team, dude. Like, fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah. Like, I just said that. That was yesterday. We got a whole new deal here. Like, I hear there's a zombie negotiator I'd like to join. I'm not <laughs> fucking with your loser ass. Dennis team. is on his way over here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Wait till he hears about my incredible Draymond pick. He'll be joining us in a heartbeat. Ben. Really appreciate you. Was looking forward to today for, oh shit, since the last time we had you. Um, and it lived up to the hype. So for those of uh, our audience who can get way more or need, way more Ben Cruz in their life, <laughs> where do they go? Uh, follow me on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now these days. Cru at Cruise Controls Control with a K. Twitter, Instagram, threads, all that good stuff. Um, and, and hey, I'll, I'll throw out a plug here for the Ring of Wrestling show at Ring of Wrestling. Twitter threads, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, and follow what we're doing over on the Ringer Wrestling Show on on the podcast side as well as the Ringer NBA stuff that we got going on. They are badass over there. You know where to find us over here. With all of that in mind, go Warriors. Hopefully, see you real soon.
Good, good. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.